Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Dan Lawson, and this is the AU Standard. Today, I'm talking with Troy Snyder, President and CEO of Brother and Care Village. I've known Troy for several years, and he has my great respect. He's a retired Marine with a BS in Health Policy Administration. He and his wife have seven children, four of which are adopted from the foster care system. But perhaps the best thing I can say about Troy is that he's a man of strong faith. Welcome, Troy. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, I just called you the president and CEO, but you have given yourself a little bit of a different title. Can you tell me what that title is? Yes, uh, Chief of Culture. That's interesting. Now, can you explain that to me? I believe that leaders have an unwritten responsibility to create culture in their place of business. And if the leader can set the tone of gratitude, appreciation, and grace, as I like to say, then the rest of the team, I feel, will feel the same about their work and work more for a purpose. So the culture and tone kind of comes from the top down, in your opinion? Absolutely. I think we, uh, again, we have a responsibility as leaders to, uh, to set that tone and uh, feel compelled to do that every day. So it's leading by example. I've done some other podcasts with a few other companies where we've talked a lot about their corporate culture, and that's what really drives the mechanisms and makes the company work and work well. Tell us a little bit more about Brother and Care Village. I know it was established in 1972 by the Brother Church, and initially it was a group home for widows. So how has it developed since then? Oh, it's, it's been a blessing, uh, Dan. We're located on Center Street in Ashland, uh, indirectly across from the Ashland Golf Club. Brethren Care Village is an incredible faith-based Christian senior living community, all stages of senior living. We call ourselves a life care community for older adults, and we are so blessed to be able to serve all senior care needs on one campus. For instance, uh, we provide dementia care, assisted living, nursing care, and independent living, as well as hospice services on the campus here at, on Center Street. Off campus, we also provide home care, and I'm really excited in 2021, we'll be rolling out a wonderful new support service for older adults at their homes. But I can't share it all with you just yet. Uh, I'll share more uh, with you in the community pretty soon. Well, we are still in the middle of the COVID pandemic, and I've recently heard that you've had a bit of an outbreak there in one of your facilities. Now, that to me sounds like a business crisis. So I'm curious, as a business leader, tell me about your approach to crisis management. Yes, unfortunately, our nursing home has experienced a number of residents and staff whom have tested positive for COVID. We are all saddened by the virus, but we continue to practice safe and proper infection control for all of our residents everywhere on campus. And we won't stop caring for every senior. Every senior matters, no matter where they live, on or off campus. We love our older adults. We actually believe through our recent experiences with COVID that we can be a support system for others in the community 
who may end up dealing with the same circumstances. So in addition to being a essential healthcare operation, you also have to be a thriving business. So I guess you might say that you're in the business of caring. Have you revised your business model to deal with some of the changes that have been brought on by this pandemic? Yes, absolutely, Dan. We are moving to a more remote platform as the need to communicate with families. We made a sizable investment with a device for our independent residents that allows them to order meals, schedule transportation, and communicate live face-to-face with their loved ones from the comfort of their apartment without even picking up the phone or walking down the hallway. We also believe that telehealth medicine, communicating with your doctor or pharmacy provider, is here to stay, and we have taken steps to make that very convenient for our residents. Plus, some of these features will be available to our staff partners as well. Well, that's interesting. I've heard a lot about the telehealth medicine. So I'm assuming that these aspects of your business model are going to be continued into the future, even when the pandemic goes away. Is that correct? Very correct. We have embraced those uh, a year ago. And then uh, with the pandemic, it's kind of fueled our, our interest and our fire to polish that telehealth process. Well, that's great. Now, I assume as the baby boom generation starts to get older, we'll see an increase of demand for your services. So tell us what you're doing to prepare for this rapid increase of baby boomers who are needing this kind of health care. Well, first and foremost, we're listening. Um, My grandma used to say, you got two ears and one mouth, Troy, be a good listener. So we embrace that belief. We constantly ask, what can we do to serve well? And some of the answers we're getting are to be flexible. I believe you'll see a future Airbnb and senior living housing uh, for those that love their home, love their hometown, and yet still want to travel and see the world. Airbnb for senior housing. Now, that's a concept I haven't heard about before. That's very interesting. So what do you think we can do as a society in general to prepare for such a mass exodus from the workforce and such a large segment of our population going into retirement and senior health care needs? I think we all have to plan ahead. Establish relationships with providers that serve the older adults and find ways to help them live a great quality of life without being so selfish that any one business needs to eat the whole, eat the whole pizza pie, as I like to say. Um, We believe here at Brethren Care Village, obviously, there's going to be a greater emphasis on infection control, as most businesses, I would assume, would need to. I believe senior living will need to show proof of value. Uh, For instance, when we built the Wellness Community Center, we built 12 independent but market-rate apartments on the second floor, and they sold out immediately, yet they get all the added value benefits that older adults want with a campus like ours. Um, And and we need to forge new connections, whether they are with for-profit, non-profit, civic, or state organizations. Our relationship, for example, with Ashland University is an excellent example of how a major university supports higher education and learning for older adults through a senior living campus such as ours. The same is true for our hospital partners. We need to forge new connections. I just feel strongly about planting those seeds and building stronger relationships with wonderful, great community partners. Some of the things I'm hearing are that people will try to remain in their homes as long as possible and to resist going into assisted living as much as possible. Is that wise? It depends on every circumstance. Obviously, every family has different interests and some of those families have wonderful support systems and we encourage them. We, uh, we believe that 
if the uh, older adult can stay in their home and have a safe environment to live, uh, then we encourage that. Uh, we provide home support services. We have a home care company that does the same. And uh, if we can support them even for a few hours a day, we think it's wonderful if they can stay in their home. But, but we do believe that one's quality of life uh, needs to be maintained. And sometimes they need additional support services. And whether they get them on a campus like ours or they get services brought to their home, we just believe the older adult deserves a quality of life. Now, this podcast, as I frequently said, is about business leaders for business leaders. So as a business leader yourself, what advice would you give to other business leaders who are struggling to wrap their hands around how to do business in the future? As a business, we're all going to have to be flexible. And I think as business leaders deal with the ever-changing landscape of COVID or something else that might come uh, here next year, I think we're going to need to be flexible and collaborative. Uh, If we together can form stronger uh, relationships in the service field, such as ours, with hospitals and other extended care facilities. I think uh, the outcome for the resident, for the older adult uh, in my business is going to be wonderful. Again, their quality of life is only going to be enhanced. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because I know you've done some unique things with your business model. For example, you just built on the new addition that added those apartments you just mentioned, but you also created a bistro with a liquor license that I know the general public likes to come and to frequent your establishment there. Can you tell us, that's something we don't normally think about when we're thinking about senior assisted living, a bistro and a bar as a part of the healthcare community there. It's funny you talk about that, Dan. I was speaking with a couple just last week about the culture of Brethren Care Village and how it was founded by the Brethren National Church and the, the strength in this community to, to lift up others. And they said, how is it that a church organization uh, such as yourself, or at least founded uh, through a church organization, was able to acquire a bar? And respectfully, I said, well, we don't call it a bar, we call it a pub. And uh, whether you're 25 or 35 years old or 85 years old, we think it's still appropriate to uh, socialize and have a glass of wine and forge some new relationships with uh, other older adults and community members that uh, will help emotionally and mentally strengthen uh, each of our own quality of life. As I said, the quality of the food there in the bistro is really good, and a lot of the general public likes to come in there to eat. Has this really subsidized your revenue stream and helped you keep the rest of the operation financially feasible? It has. It's helped, and we continue to grow. We have seen more of an influx because of DoorDash and Instacart kind of concepts Uh, happening on campus. And we embrace all of that. If you were to talk to my mother, she would say she wouldn't want to try to have to deal with that fancy iPad and computer to order her lunch or her dinner. But we make it easy and uh, you can still pick up the phone and just call us if if that's the best way to order a meal. I do hear from a lot of people that they're worried about life after retirement. They wonder how they'll live and how they'll pay for it. So from your perspective as someone who manages senior care, What advice would you give to the general population or to someone who is perhaps past the midpoint of their career or approaching the end of their professional career? I like to say, don't look at that step when you're ending your career as a stopping point, more so as a starting point for a great new adventure. We all know life is short, so embrace the steps you take along your journey one day at a time. 
and it's a wonderful life. And as I like to say, we, we have the greatest opportunity to wake up today and make the biggest difference. And as I ask our new employees uh, that started this past Monday and, and all the staff partners here on campus, I ask the question, will you? Will you take today as an opportunity to embrace one of our seniors and get to know them and help their quality of life uh, because it matters? Well, people are living much longer nowadays. So if we retire, let's say sometime in our mid-60s, people are living into their 90s and beyond. That's at least one-third of your lifetime that you could be living in retirement. So I think it's wise, as you say, to prepare for that, the quality of life, but also caring about each other during that period of time. I agree. Preparing for retirement and that next step should be embraced and not feared. And for example, Brethren Care Village uh, does that in an environment that uh, is, not, is not so pushy. Uh, we like to say that we're advisors. We're not trying to sell, sell, sell. And even if now is not the time to move on to a campus, uh, we want to build that relationship and strengthen the foundation uh, because our values are strong, our mission is strong, and we believe we can even help you at home uh, if that's needed. Well, we're going to be approaching the end of our time here, so I'll give you the last word. Is there anything else you'd like to say that we haven't already covered? What tidbit of leadership wisdom can you give us from your life experience? Thanks, Dan. I often like to share with our staff partners that today is the day the Lord has made. And given the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of our older adults, like I said, at Brethren Care Village, I ask the question, will you? So when you listeners have that same opportunity to make a difference in the life of an older adult, do it. Uh, it's the greatest blessing you'll have. I want to add one more thing here. I know that you are a strong man of faith, and you just made a reference to a Bible passage there. Can you tell me a little bit about how your faith influences your leadership and your business? Yes, we have uh, written in stone at the New Wellness Center in our interior courtyard, a, a message from Philippians 4.13. And it's been my personal Bible verse that I'll never forget. And as I approach each day, it says, I can do all things who strengthens me. And I think people in this community have provided such strength to this organization, to me personally, but to this or organization more importantly. And uh, no matter what adversity comes our way and no matter what challenges we face, like they say, we're all in this together. And you've been a part of that. Ashland University has been a part of that. Our hospital system has been a part of that. I just love this community because they too have a spirit of faith that is prominent every day in this community. Well, that's it for this episode of the AU Standard. Special thanks to Troy Snyder for being my guest and special thanks to the Brother in Care Village. They've been recognized for their commitment of caring and I can tell you from personal observation, they really do. I hope you come back and listen to us again the next time. Until then, this is Dan Lawson, and you've been listening to the AU Standard. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of our guests, and not necessarily the views and opinions held by Ashland University. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.